This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Well, we're back behind the mic. It's fair to say it feels like months ago since we last recorded an episode First and foremost, and always as most important, my good friend, how are we keeping? I'm not too bad, mate. Obviously, things could be better, but such is life, such is football. But more importantly, how new job, new chapter has started. It has, mate. It has indeed. Working life has hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, you know, it, it, it's been good. It's been a massive learning curve, as you can well expect, starting in a new job, new industry, things like that. But no, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. It's uh, certainly keep me busy. That's fair to say, and I do, um, I do feel a lot more tired, and I do enjoy the weekends even more, even if pools have tried to ruin them ever since I started working. And we'll continue with that theme by looking back on the last three games, which isn't something that we. L- a relishing, you know, the, the previous episodes have been pretty positive overall, you know, the season started in in very good vein and it was looking like things were certainly up in the world of HFC, but we again lose Callum Cook last week through injury. There hasn't been an update, I don't believe, on what the actual injury is. I know that Askey just said that nobody was near him when he got injured, which... Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's just it's just a real, real mess, it all seems at the minute. Um, Davo, keep this one extremely brief because I don't really want to talk about it that much, but you obviously made the journey down to Oxford. If you can do it in 30 seconds, I'm sure the listeners would much appreciate that, but knowing you, it'll take you three minutes, so uh, take it away. <laughs> oh, I mean, where do I even start? Good first half. Crack and goal by Callum Cook. Going in at half-time, 2-1, you thought, right, we're on top. Let's kick on, let's get another couple of goals. Back home with three points. Honestly, that second half, whether the players agree or, or not, it, from my point of view, it looked like complete, utter capitulation. I genuinely don't know what I watched. I don't know what happened. It was just an awful, awful second half. And basically, we got tore inside out by Oxford City. Brilliant. Swiftly moving on. 
it wasn't brilliant, but you know, brilliant that you managed to keep it. That's short and sweet. We then, you know, something apparently Fergie said after the Oxford game or towards the end of the Oxford game, he turned around and shouted a lot, something along the lines of, we'll sort it next week. Did we sort it against Woking? We did not. Again, Davo, I saw bits of it, but thankfully he wasn't there in the flesh like you were. So perhaps you can, again, take take the uh, microphone and tell us all about the Woking debacle. I think we know it was just a genuinely poor, poor day at the office. It was lacklustre. We just looked so average. That being said, we had one, two great opportunities at nil-nil. How no one spoke about the Joe Gray miss, I do not know. I love Joe Gray, mm. but that was a huge opportunity. You score that, you go one nil up, that changes the whole complexion of the game and it changes the whole complexion of the halftime team talk that followed. Unfortunately, we lost it in the second half, conceded twice, two poor goals. And unfortunately, what Fergie said did not materialise. We then went on to get beat again. Yeah. It's well, as that. Whether the listeners are happy about this bit or not, I can actually contribute to this part of the uh, <laughs> review on the last three last three games. We both made the journey to Altrinham on Tuesday night. Thankfully for me, it was much shorter than you lads. Um, I mean, it was a real, real reality check when it turned up. It was absolutely chucking it down on an open terrace. Wind was swirling and pools were up to the usual tricks at the back. It was just so, so, so frustrating. I mean, let's start with the Finney goal. What a finish. You shouted very loudly. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like he's missed it for it only to nestle in the in the goal. But to, you know, to give you, to back you a little bit, I did think he'd put it over, but I just wasn't as vocal as you. And I uh, decided to keep my mouth shut until the ball hit the net. Um, fantastic finish, fantastic ball by Kieran Burton across the top. And then it's just the same old, same old at the back. I mean, absolutely criminal, the defending. You can't even call it defending, it's embarrassing. I mean, the amount of times that they came down the right on Fergie's side and they got past him, got the ball over the top of him, he looked out of position, him and Burton weren't communicating. It was just absolutely dreadful. And one thing that really grates on me is the fact that as captain, you have a responsibility to communicate and to tell people things how it is and to give them a bit of a rollicking if things aren't right. And I didn't see that at all. I don't know about you, Davo, am I being wrong there? But each time it was just like they didn't didn't talk about it afterwards, they didn't communicate about it, it just kept happening again and again and again. Please tell me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah, I think someone told me somewhere, I've either read it or heard something about, you know, John Askey mentioning, you know, communication's key. And you do want to see communication, especially from your leader. You know, you you want someone to grab the players by the neck, to rile them all up, keep, you know, to keep that positivity going. And there was just, there was nothing, there was no communication. It was like, right, conceded, let's hit the ball back up and, you know, let's let's re-kick off. But uh, it's like, like you the, say, goal, the goals themselves were shocking, weren't they? I mean, absolutely criminal defending, like I've already said, and and how it was 
the same against Woking, the same against Oxford. It was just like watching schoolboys trying to defend, and I'm pretty sure schoolboys would defend better than that because it's just basics. It really is. It was a tough night at the office, but then seemingly every game is a tough day at the office for the defence. It's just... As each week goes on, we're getting more and more exploited and the frailties just keep on getting worse. Um, well, I've said it from the start of the season. I said it going into the, the Barnet game. You know, what we have, what we currently have now is not enough. It's not going to win your games of football. It's not going to get you through a season, more importantly. You know, looking back at that season under DC, we had a good bond. It was a good balance with youth and experience. Whereas this time around... Which massively compromise, you know, Kieran Burton, you might disagree, people who went to watch him, people who watched at home might disagree, but I think on a whole, I genuinely didn't think he was that bad. Yes, it was a tough game at the office, yes, he got exploited, but generally, you know, mistakes were made, but he's young, I think the more he plays, the more minutes he gets, let him learn from these mistakes, let him... Jack, I'm going to let you take the microphone. You look, yeah. you look disgusted at me. I'm not disgusted I do to a certain degree understand that he's young and he needs to learn but I counter that with we're not in a position for it to be young and learn we need to be finishing teams off if we're serious about getting up Matty Dolan it was a perfect opportunity to have him at centre half we will discuss this later on but I don't think he's I I really I don't want to like completely rip the lads lad to shreds because he wasn't absolutely awful huge credit to him for that ball at Finney I think he he brought the ball forward a couple of times which was really positive but I don't think he was that good in all in all honesty but then again who was at the back do you know what I mean um but they got booed off at half time rightly so move on to the second half and it was much better wasn't it I mean Joe Gray absolutely delighted for him fantastic finish took it well but let's just quickly, it seems to be a recurring theme, but talk about the officiating. I mean, Manny D is in the box, clear as day, and the referee gives a free kick. I mean, that in itself is just shocking. Then, I don't know whether it was Manny D again, had that shot, which the keeper pushes around the post, and he gives a goal kick. And even the keeper was looking around at us going like, shh, and like... You know, he knew full well what the crack was. I mean, it just really is embarrassing, isn't it, Davo? I mean, you know, it feels like anyone can just referee in the National League. Well, this is it. You know, I may as well tell up on Saturday and be referee's kit. you know what I mean? It wouldn't I last 90 really minutes. Worse. Honestly, you just see it get worse and worse each week. But we knew coming into this league what the officiating was. We all hope that maybe in the two years we were in the football league, that things might have improved, do you know what I mean? But quite clearly there hasn't. And every week you're seeing, not just referees as well, linesmen, lineswomen even, you know, you're seeing terrible, terrible, blatantly clear decisions going the other way. Like mm. that, I mean, I haven't seen it back, the incident on Manny D, but from where we were behind the goal, it looked like a penalty. I spoke to my dad after the game, he said from the angle he had on the telly, so... Yeah, absolute joke. Ross, the goalkeeper, you're an absolute joke. <laughs> and you certainly told him that, didn't you? I mean, I think after standard, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to just leave you out, hang you out to dry. But 
yeah, he was a cocky. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll move on from uh, that topic of discussion because I think we may have to have uh, put on uh, one of them expletives ones if we had uh, full reign about what we could, what we would say about him. But um, yeah, and then at the end, and as infuriating as it is to say this, he made a very smart stop. Pulled should have won it right at the death. Um, but yeah, we and there's no other option. It's better than losing, but we take the point and we move on to Dagenham. And I've put reinforcements down to discuss as a discussion point, but I just think it's something that's blatantly obvious. We don't really need to talk about it where we need to recruit. Um, it's clear as day. Raj, get your wallet out and actually invest some money because we really do need that if we are serious about getting up. Um, you know, but let's move on to systems of play now this is something we will ask we've got mark carroll uh we spoke to him earlier on we you know we will we discuss that with him i should say not we will discuss we did discuss with mark um about potential systems to play but i'm going to put this to you davo we have tom crawford who's potentially suspended no he's not potentially suspended sorry he is suspended which means he potentially is going to have to change the way we play the system, the team, um, maybe a couple of personnel, who knows what Askey will do. But do you, Davo, stick with the five, which for me doesn't seem to be working at all, or do we go back to a bank of four and, and you know, have a more, hopefully, rigid backline? It is tough, isn't it? But... You know, that first half at Altrincham, for example, and I wasn't the only one who said it. I said it to a few people. You know, you've got one of the best left-wing backs in the league. You know, you've got a good player in Seaman. Seaman doesn't want to seem to progress as far forward. He doesn't want to commit himself up into the attacking third. At times, Ferguson wasn't doing it, and I'm just quite, you know, I'm quite bemused by that. I know at times we did see, you know, Ferguson, you know, at times was picking up the ball in midfield and driving forward, but it was very few and far in between, so... It's a difficult question. The second half, for example, again, the lads and I spoke about on the way back. We saw Hendry, I think, at times jump into the midfield. Mm. Gray came on alongside Manny D and Disarue. And that was our best spell in the game when Joe Gray came on. Enough for the first time this season. So I think for me, Crawford suspenders, I'd mix it up. I'd potentially play Wallace, Crawford. Not what Crawford, he's suspended. Obviously, I'd play Wallace, Finney and maybe Gray as the number 10 in behind Disarue and Yumera. And, and go for it from the off. And hopefully, you know, we see the rewards for it. But again, people might disagree. People might agree. It's just part and parcel of football, isn't it? Yeah, I think I'd go to four at the back, to be honest. I don't think the five is working. I really don't. I don't think it's, as you say, Seaman seems hesitant to go forward. And I wonder whether that's actually due to the fact that he has a lack of confidence in the people that he's playing at the back with, that it'll be covered amply. You know, that, that could be a reason for that. I, I just, I don't think this system of five at the back is working now one player that could potentially come in as we're talking about team changes and something that we need to discuss is of course Matty Dolan now it's caused a lot of debate and rightly so but do you think Matty Dolan should be starting for pools was a question that we put out earlier on we've had 229 people vote which is absolutely brilliant that's more than went to Altrincham on Tuesday night which is mad in itself um but you know, one thing that we failed to mention in the Ultram review was credit to every single person who's travelled down there on a Tuesday night and the conditions especially 
and stood on that terrace and those that are at the side all covered up um, credit to every single one of you. Um, you know, they did the club proud as ever. But back to the Matty Dolan debate, the 229 of you that voted, 78% have put, we don't understand why Matty Dolan isn't starting for pools. That leaving the other 22% to put, he's not. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST good enough now i'm going to read some comments and then we'll discuss it davo so ben mcmorris he's not the answer though he'll bring experience and he's good on the ball but we need an out and out defender who can just defend really well obviously referring to the lack of recruitment stephen trotter he's a great player great leader and just what is needed in defense um whilst there's so many players out injured kenny experience head that talks to people Comms are a sore point on the pitch at the moment. That's something that we've touched on, Davo. He's also got a decent pass, which helps in the turnover of play. He's not the most mobile and doesn't answer the lack of pace inside, but he's a versatile player in the squad, at least, in my opinion. Chris has put, only thing with Dolan is his major lack of pace. We'll get caught flat-footed a lot at field, but in terms of a leadership presence, I'd put him in. And Michael Bratt, experienced, good on the ball, a leader. Davo, where do you stand in this very important debate. Oh, I think I'd have to agree with Chris and people who've mentioned his lack of pace. That's the only thing for me that gives me a major concern. Like I saw it in pre-season, like he's genuinely slow. And in this league, you know, more times than not, you're seeing quick, rapid centre forwards who are quick to get him behind. You saw it at all during one Tuesday. It's pros and cons. You know, he's experienced, he's calm, he will bring the experience that we need at the moment, but I don't know if I should say this or not, but it can't be any worse, can he? Like, it can't get any worse if you include Dolan, and I think this season in the league, he hasn't had his opportunity to prove himself, so if he plays Saturday, I wouldn't be against it, but in the opportunity that he does get, which I think it will come, he was came on on Tuesday night, then he's got to make the most of it, and he's got a point to prove, but he only had um, 60 seconds, man. He couldn't really do much, could he? I was going to say, we really, really struggled to get him on. <laughs> I didn't actually think he was going to get on. I genuinely, I'd lean more against no than yes. But again, it's one of those, he can't be any worse, can he? That's interesting, that. For me, you know, Matty Dolan has to start. He should have been starting on Tuesday. Um, I really don't understand that. I think he's a much better option, in my opinion, than Kieran Burton. He's that experience, as people have said. He's an individual that 
we can really rely on. I know he hasn't perhaps got the pace that we'd want, but are we in that position to be going, oh, well, we need this, we need that. We need someone who's going to do a job, who's going to communicate and who will be able to lead the team because as far as I see it, we don't have any leaders in the starting eleven at the moment. Um, that's my honest opinion. I, I really don't think we do. Um, we have a severe lack of that. You know, Matty Dolan was indeed named as vice-captain at the start of the season, which again says a lot that he was in the mix to be captain. So, yeah, for me, he has to start. I don't see why he's not. I really don't. But the next point on the agenda is the preview for Dagenham. Devil take it away, as is custom. I do apologise. My phone has crashed. Uh, I am on the document trying to scroll down to our preview, but... I was going to say you can read out on Saturday morning whilst you're on the train, if you like, you know. (laughs) Um, We we do have it. So Dagenham's first 10 games, they have won three, they have drawn twice, and they have lost five times in that spell. They have scored 10 goals, conceded 13, and have a goal difference of minus three. They currently are on 11 points. Their last game came on Tuesday night. They lost 1-0 to Bromley. Um, Our last meeting with Dagenham came on the 2nd of April 2021 at Victoria Park. Pools, 2-1 winners on the day with goals from the Irish midfielder Gavin Houlihan and striker Reese Oates. Um, Top goal scorers. It is currently tied at the moment at Dagenham with Ryan Hill, Omar Musa and Josh Reese on two goals each. And the only team news I currently have is that Tom Crawford, as we know, is suspended for accumulating five yellow cards. And with that comes the best part of the podcast. Well, my favourite part anyway, which is, of course, match predictions. Um, Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. We'll concede. I know that for a fact. Well, I don't know it for a fact, I'm, but I'm pretty <laughs> convinced. If I was a betting man, I would be sticking 50 pence on it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Positive vibes, Jacker. Yeah, but the positivity and the realistic, I just, I don't know. I, I know they've lost, they've lost five. Oh, You've won us over. I'm going to say Pools are going to win 2-1. not going to tell you who's going to score because I don't have a clue. I don't really care as long as someone scores more goals than the opposition. Davo, what are you thinking? I know you're heading down to the capital. I was actually thinking 2-1. I am trying to be positive, um, especially if maybe we do see Grey start alongside Manny D and Yumeira. I'm going to change it because you know I don't want to be that guy who just copies. I'm going 3-1 Pools. I am, honestly, he who dares wins. I'm going Manny D on the score sheet. I think we'll give another one from Joe Gray. And in terms of a third goal, whoever fancies popping up on the day. The classic HFC chat catchphrase. Well, without <laughs> further ado, we'll speak, we spoke even to Mark Carroll a little bit earlier on, and here is what he had to say. Well, Mark, welcome back onto the podcast. It's not ideal, the current situation. Perhaps you could just explain how rough 
uh, the last couple of weeks has been for the football club, if you do indeed think it has been rough? Yeah, well, I think I mean, to lose three players and probably three really important players to us, I mean, Tom Cook's a sort of a player that divides opinion. But I don't think there's any doubt that he has the quality to, to do things in the game that will change it. So we've lost three really good players. And unfortunately, we knew from day one that if we suffered those sort of injuries, when you look into deep in the squad, we don't have a lot of options and we certainly don't, not blessed with, you know, the quality to step in. So it's been rough to lose those players and to lose them for the length of time that we've lost them. So it's been rough and I, I, and I, I think it's pretty obvious it has affected our form. I think it's affected the confidence a little bit as well. Over the last couple of weeks, Mark, we've seen quite a bit of debate about Matt Dolan and we ourselves have discussed this both on the terrace with you and earlier on in the episode. Perhaps you could just share your views with our on this matter. Yeah, it's a, it is a strange one because, you know, all through pre-season, he played in the in the back three. So it is strange that he's been um, sort of frozen out. I mean, I've heard Askey say that, you know, it's between... Dolan and Honorice, who plays in the middle of the back three. Um, and in a way, I can understand because Dolan, you know, plays a sweeper role, but I think I think there's room in that back three when we're really stretched to have a Dolan there, just another voice, an experienced head as well, somebody who talks. Because I noticed on the video the pulled about an hour or so ago, when the assistant, when Mark Goodlad was talking to the players before the game, he was saying to the back three, talk to each other, talk to each other. Um, and that's that's something that I think sort of has been missing. Um, and I say the options are not, they've not got the greatest of options. There's another thing where, as I've said before, I've tweeted it that I'm fully behind Asky, but I'm afraid to say he, 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 he should have seen, he, he must have seen this coming. Um, the issues we've got in the defence. So a player like Dolan is, it's a strange one. He's a player that for me in the circumstances, um, you, you'd expect him to be fully involved. I mean, it was one of the biggest issues last season, our lack of experience with Taylor Foran, Edon Prouty. And this summer was a good opportunity, you know, to right them wrongs, bring in some experience, bring in some calmness. And we haven't. We've only brought in on a reset and... Seemingly, you know, we're shipping goals left, right and centre, which hopefully sorts itself out very soon. But what is worrying you most about the current form? I know we managed to get a point on Tuesday night, but once again, our defending was absolutely diabolical. Yeah, I think we pretty much nailed the issue that um, we've got ourselves in the lead and you think, right, let's let's sort of build on it. Let's, let's, let's you know, get control of the game. But the goals we can see that they aren't they aren't even well crafted goals. You know, somebody somebody smacks one in the top corner, you know, somebody a piece of brilliance, you'll say, Well, you're disappointed, but there's not a lot you could do. But the goals you concede um are really, really poor and so so scrappy. Um that's holding us back. The defending is holding us back. And then we have to we we have to score two or more goals in a game to win and that's mm. just not sustainable mm. you know when you go away from home and we've scored twos and threes and we've only won one game you know I'm sorry to say I know the midfield as well 
should do more, but it's it's individual and collectively it's bad decision making. No, definitely, Mark. I mean, I think we all know when we stood on the terraces on Tuesday night what your views were, what my views were, and what the views of many others were. Um, but heading at the weekend, there's been talks about the system that we may play, something that, once again, we've discussed earlier on in this episode. Now, Tom Crawford has gone and got himself suspended, which may mean that we have to make some changes to the start eleven. Would you personally revert to four at the back or would you stick with the five that we're currently playing? Well, I saw, um, I've seen a few people debating it and I think I've seen one or two people say play three, four, one, two. So play a back three and have the wing, the Ferguson Seaman licensed to go forward and maybe just have Dolan and, um, Dolan and, um, Wallace. As a two holding midfield players and have Joe Gray behind, like you did in the second half behind the front two. So, play that sort of play, maybe just play that. So, maybe that, that's another sort of formation to throw into the, the pot. But I, it does give an opportunity to sort of maybe try something different. Um, and say maybe get, maybe get Joe Gray in that sort of advanced attacking midfield role and have the security of two sort of experienced players behind him. Um, that'll let him and the wing backs, you know, push on. So that that's something else we might we might see. Finally, Mark, we head to the capital on Saturday to take on Magnum and Redbridge. So can we please have your prediction? Well, I think the easiest thing to say is we won't keep a clean sheet. So let's <laughs> just say we have to score two to win. So I'm going to go two one. There's the hopes of a clean I've got no hopes of a clean sheet. I pray for one, but uh I think goal score wise are fine. So two two one, I think Manny D will get a brace. Fingers crossed, Mark. That'd be absolutely fantastic. And it'd be what we really need at this moment in time. I know we stopped the rot on Tuesday night with a point. Um yeah. but we really do need to if we're if we're serious about getting up. Not only do we need to reinforce, but we need to start winning games once again and, and get back into that confidence in the swing of things um but yeah. fing- fingers crossed you know you have a safe journey down on saturday and you bring us three points back up the road but mark thank you very much for coming on to the podcast as ever and we look forward to speaking to you very soon yeah thanks thanks lads it's great to have mark back on the podcast and it's been brilliant to have recorded once again with yourself davo i mean it's been a while as we said at the opening part of this episode but Look, I can say, I promise, you know, I'll, I'll do my best to record content when I can. It's been dead busy, as you can well imagine, being here, there and everywhere and settling into a new job and things like that. But we will try and keep content as as frequent as possible. Um, just want to, you know, assure you listeners of that. It's something that we're conscious of. It's something that we don't want to just let drop off. Um, whether we have a relook at how often we're producing content, whether that's every couple of weeks, whether that's every, once a month. Um, but we don't want to let you down. You know, we feel like we have a duty to provide you with this service as well. Something that we love doing and it's something that is vital to have at a football club like ours. So yeah, that's where we're at with the content and recording of stuff. But we hope that you've enjoyed the episode. Davo, I hope you've enjoyed recording another episode. Oh, it's been great. Honestly, I've been itching to get back behind the microphone. And like you say, we'll try our best to keep this content flowing as frequently as we can. 
Well, with being up for the Dortmund game, I'd like to think we'll be able to get another episode recorded next weekend. And that is the plan. But thank you to everyone who continues to listen, continues to support the content on Twitter, whatever that might be, Facebook. Uh, continue to listen to us. It, it really does mean a lot as ever. And, um, you know, it, it's not been easy following polls the last couple of weeks. It's not gone the ways that we wanted it to um, with injuries and, and with results as well. But, you know, we've got to keep the faith. We've certainly got to back the boys. And most importantly, never say die. We will see you in the next episode. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.